Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today. Joining us with Life with Chris and Tatum. If you are new with us, we release a new podcast every single Wednesday. And we would love to invite you. Hit subscribe. And also, if you haven't yet rated us or written a review, it would mean so much to us. A lot, a lot, a lot. Because it helps our ranking place higher on the algorithms for podcasts all around the world. That's what we hear. Only if it's a good review. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So nice reviews only. And we just want to thank you guys. For those of you that are sharing us on social media, talking about this fun podcast, we want to thank you. Yeah, because you're helping our Life Fellowship community grow. And I'm telling you, it is growing. We now have hundreds and hundreds of people that are listening every week to this podcast, and it keeps growing. And that's that's all due in part because of you. And so a big thank you to you Thanks, guys. Uh, for that. So today, uh, I want to jump into something, uh, a very important topic. In fact, I want to do something that we've never done before on these podcasts, Tatum. I heard about this. Yeah. I, I want to I take us into a service that we had recently here at Life Fellowship, yeah. where I unpacked the four sources of hope. It was good. And it was a good one. Th- I mean, it didn't seem like there was a dry eye in the place. There was so many people that latched onto what was being what, what I was sharing, and I really felt like the Lord wanted to use that portion of the message to really yeah. encourage uh, people in a season where there's yeah. there's a we all need hope. And it seems like around this time of the year, whatever um, difficulties or burdens or struggles um, that that we already feel, they almost seem like heightened. I don't know how it's to say it, except around this time of the year, you sort of feel them more because oftentimes we're hoping that by now, whatever now means for you, a certain situation would look different than it does and you when it doesn't, that can be discouraging. And so this message on hope um, just really hit, I know for me, like hit my heart and my life in personal ways. And I think it everyone can relate to f- at some point feeling discouraged or um, needing to hear some truth and reminders about hope as it pertains really to Jesus, because that's our only hope. <laughs> Amen. So we really do. I, I, it is my prayer that this message today, this uh, basically s- sliver out of yeah. the service, uh, impacts your heart. Uh, for those of you that were here on the day that I spoke it, listen to it again and get it in your heart, and uh, and we'll come back at the very end. And I actually want to I want to pray uh, at the very end for uh, for every single listener that God would do a deep work filling you with Amen. great hope because it's it's easy to hope once it's hard to hope a second time. Yeah. So check this out. 
I want to give every one of us something today. And honestly, what I want to give you was, was not born out of a moment that I was sitting in my office thinking about this. This actually was born out of a moment in the presence of God. In fact, while I was writing this message, I, the Lord so walked into the, the time of, of study that I had to, I shut everything down. And I heard the Lord whisper something in my heart. This happened two weeks ago. He said, Chris, there's going to be scores of people in service today. They're going to be in homes, in offices, they're going to be driving in vehicles. They're going to be here in service. And they're going to be giving hope, but they have no hope. So you're like, you're going to go bless the fire out of this world and all the things that we're going to advance and continue to do. And like, you're going to be very generous you're going to be giving hope, but there is no hope. See, here's what I need you to know today. The Bible says, really, this is my definition. Hope is a confident expectation hooked into or onto something that is solid. In other words, there's this reality that things are going to be okay because I'm anchored into something that is solid. Hebrews says this, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And what I know is this, that you, Life Fellowship, you're gonna be generous today because that's who you are. I know you. I'm, I know you. But I couldn't allow this service to end knowing that you're about to give a bunch of hope to this world and yet there is this lack of hope on the inside of you. Because you need to know that my re first responsibility is not to this city, it is not to this nation. It is not to this world. It's to you. And so you're going to be generous. You're going to be generous with the world. And I want, to, I want to be generous with you. And I want to deposit something on the inside of you that's tangible, that you walk out of here with, 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 with uh, your heart anchored into something absolutely solid. In fact, I dedicate this message today to every person that there is this hopelessness that's happening on the inside of you right now. I dedicate this message to the person that you're discouraged. I dedicate this message to you. In fact, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the movie. It's an old black and white movie. If you haven't, you need to go back and watch it. It's called It's a Wonderful Life. Like it's a great Christmas uh, movie, and there, there, there's like this blinking light. There's an angel that speaks out of this blinking light. It's like really creative. And, uh, and there is this higher-ranking angel, and he speaks to this lower-ranking angel, and he says, hey, we need, you need to go help old George Bailey. And the lower-ranking angel says, why? Is he sick? And he says, no, it's worse He's discouraged. And I've, I've thought about that. I've, I've thought about how, isn't it true that sometimes the discouragement, the hopelessness of the soul can actually hurt worse, can bring more pain than any kind of physical sickness? The Bible says in Proverbs that hope deferred. So when it doesn't happen, makes the heart sick. So you've got a sick soul. It's the worst kind of sickness. 
And I just need to tell you today, Life Fellowship, that you are an incredible church. You are making an impact in this world in ways that you'll never even know this side of eternity. And I really feel like, like, like the Lord is speaking to every single person today and letting you know that he wants to fill your heart with hope, that regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the calamity and the storms and the waves, regardless of whatever challenges that you've been facing in this year, I don't care if it's in your health, in relationships, in your finances, that the word of the Lord for you today is that you're not going to sink. You're not going to get stuck. You're going to rise above that, and God is going to give you today fresh hope. In fact, the way I like to say it is this, that without Jesus, hope is something that you do. So it's a, it's a verb. <laughs> I hope my team wins. I, I, I hope I get that certain present, you know. Uh, but with Jesus, hope is actually something that you have because you've latched onto it. And there's a big difference here. And so I want you to see what Paul the Apostle wrote in Romans. In fact, this is my holiday prayer for you today. Just, just receive this. May the God, the source of hope, fill you, Life Fellowship, with joy and peace through your faith in him. And then my, my prayer isn't that you would have a perfect life because that's not even biblical to pray like that. Jesus said you will have storms happen in your life. You will have problems. But he promised that in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the problems, that he would be right there with you every single step of the way. And so it's my prayer that in the middle of the storm, you're going to overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so what I did is I actually went through on your behalf and I pulled up every verse in the Bible that has the word hope in it. And I began to study them. And what I found is that there are four sources of hope that I want to give you very quickly that we need to latch on to today. And in fact, if you will uh, put these into your life, you're actually going to watch your hope meter just fill right up to the, to the brim. Here's the first thing that we need to hook into if you're taking notes, and that's God's promise. Like, this is talking about the Bible, God's word. So, like, one of the best pieces of advice that I can possibly give you is read the Bible every day. Read God's word every day. So, you, you eat every day, so eat every day. Consume God's word. In fact, check this out. When you can't hear God, read God. And what's amazing is, is that when you start reading the Bible, you're going to start hearing the voice of God. So what boggles my there are people that say, I've, I've never heard the voice of God audibly. Are you ready for this? Just read the Bible out loud. And you will hear the voice of God audibly. And the most incredible thing happens, and that is that when you, actually, when you read the Bible, it in turn begins to read you. Check this out. Dusty Bibles lead to dirty lives. And if we would just get into the word of God, you will begin to hear the voice of God speaking directly, clearly to you about what you're going through that day. 
It says in Psalms, it says, my soul faints. So I've got a sick soul. I've got a sick heart. And I'm longing for your salvation. But everything changed when I put my hope in your word. Come on, everybody. Hook into the anchor of God's word. Here's the, the next one. And, and I'm, I'm so sorry, uh, but they're all going to start with P, all right? And it, it, it's a preacher disease, all right? <laughs> but it's God's process. In fact, this is one that I was surprised by. Because oftentimes when you read in Scripture the word hope, it is connected to the word suffering. So in other words, God's coming along and he's saying, listen, I, I know that the storm is raging and the waves are beating against you. I, I know that you've gotten that report from the doctor and the things that are going on in your life and your relationships and your finances, but listen, 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 listen. It's gonna be okay. I'm with you. But in the middle of all of that, I'm actually gonna try to teach you something. It says in Romans, it says, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so we, but, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Said nobody. Like, woohoo! Dude, why are you so happy? I'm suffering. <laughs> Said nobody. But watch this mature believers understand because the next part of the verse says, we know that that suffering is actually doing something on the inside of you. See, God is wanting to produce something in you. He sees the miracle already happening, but in the process of the miracle happening, he's getting a twofer. He's also going to develop some things on the inside of you. It produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. It's why you go to the gym to work out. I don't know a single person that goes, you know what, I like to go to the gym. It's fun. Everybody is like, I am so glad that's done. <laughs> the reason why we go to the gym is so that you can feel good and look good and your health is right on the inside. Like you endure the pain so you can get a ripped body like this. And y'all didn't have to laugh so hard, all right? <laughs> you guys do that every time. Uh, here's the last one, or the third one, the source of hope we need to connect into. And what's interesting about this third one is that this is the only one in your New Testament that has an adjective in front of it every time. It's called the blessed hope. And all my folks that have been in church for a long time already know what the blessed hope is. That one glad morning when this life is over, come on, come on, old people, help me with it. I'll fly away. And my young people are saying, where are we flying to? Heaven. <laughs> We're bouncing. We're out of here. We're going to heaven. In fact, I think about my grandparents I don't remember them ever talking about how disappointed they are in earth. I always just remember them singing songs and talking about one glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. I mean, th their focus was on 
heaven. Like I'm just an alien and a stranger here. I'm just passing through. My roots are not down deep in this place called earth. I'm passing through. My eyes are on heaven. And what we need to know today is that number three, God has a place for you. In fact, it says in John, one day the disciples came to Jesus so discouraged, so filled with hopelessness, and look what Jesus said to him. He said, hey, boys, don't let your hearts be troubled. And so to the person that's here today that you are filled with hopelessness, you're discouraged, Jesus would say to all of us, trust in God, trust also in me, in my Father's house, there are many rooms. And I want you to see that when the disciples came to Jesus with earth problems, there, were, uh, there was hopelessness. There was a discouragement on their heart. Jesus didn't say, well, hey, wait a second, boys. I'm going to perform some miracles, and we'll make this whole thing better. No, no, no. He did the redirect. He put their attention not on things of earth, but he moved it to heaven. He said, in my father's house, there's many rooms. And if it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And at the end of the day, you just need to know that God has a place for you. And when you realize that, you can hook in and your peace factor just fills right up. Your joy factor, your hope fills. Here's the last one I give you today. And it's this, it's God's presence. And honestly, I don't understand this one but we need it. In fact, if there's one prayer that I pray for you every week, and I pray a lot of prayers for you, but there's one prayer that I pray for you without fail, and that is that there would be a moment in service. And honestly, I don't care if it's in worship. I don't care if it's in the message. That you would have a second in the presence of God that you would say, oh my goodness, God is here. And when you experience that second in the presence of God, it, it anchors you. you. You get realigned again. It's like, ah, oh, I can hope again. You, you have vision again. I begin to dream again. My heart begins to beat again. And it happens when you have just that one second in the presence of God. That's why I'm just encouraging you. I'm begging for you to be at pursuit tonight. See, this is my, my secret go-to hope filler-upper in my life. Because you need to know that I go through problems. I, I go through situations where all hell breaks loose in my life. Just like you just like you. In fact, there's been things that have happened in my life in 2020 and in my family's life uh, that have shaken us to the core. Uh, and I'm not at a place right now that I'm, I'm, it needs some more time just settling in my heart before I can talk about it. But I'll never forget when my, when my gramps passed away. My gramps was my hero. Uh, when I was going through all my rebellious years as a teenager, my grandpa would always call me up 
And at the end of every conversation, he would always say, hey, Chris, I want you to know. And gra- this is back in the day when grandma would get on one, one phone in one room and he would be on the other one. <laughs> it's the original three-way calling. Uh, <laughs> young people, there used to be these cords that plugged into walls. And... Uh, <laughs> And grandma would be on the phone and gramps would be there and they'd always end by saying, hey, Chris, we want you to know we're praying for you. We love you and I'm proud of you. I have a stack of letters that my grandfather wrote, my gramps wrote in World War II in the South Pacific and I, I pull those out oftentimes and I, and I read through them. I read about what was going through his heart in the middle of the war. I, I read about his faith so secure in the things of God. And it just, it inspires me. It challenges me. And so, it was St. Patrick's Day, 2012, 4.45 in the morning when my gramps passed. And that was a difficult time in my life. I had only been the pastor of Life Fellowship for about a year and a half. It was a very, very difficult season for us. And I thought I was tough. I thought I was strong. Uh, that Friday night of the same week, I was at home. And for some reason, I was by myself. Tatum was doing something with the church. And the kids were, I don't know, but I was by myself. And I was overwhelmed with emotion. I was actually out by a grill, just grilling up something for myself. And I just, I began to realize I'm never going to be able to talk to him again. I'm never going to be able to hear his voice again. Like he's gone. And I remember being filled with this emotion and I walked into the bedroom and I, I got down on my knees and I crumbled. I mean, just overwhelmed with emotion, just crying, crying, crying. And while this was happening, I felt a hand on my shoulder. Now, please listen to me. It was not a physical hand. But in my, in my spirit, I knew that the Lord was right next to me and that he was wrapping his arms around me and he was crying with me. And I heard him speak to my spirit and, and he said, Chris, you are not alone in this. I'm gonna walk with you through this. And when you cry, I'm gonna cry. Can I tell you that when I walked out of that bedroom, I felt like I could go bear hunting with a butter knife, everybody. (laughs) Because I had a moment that I got anchored into the presence of God. I, I hooked into something solid. And here's what I know that as I look out over this auditorium here today, As I look into this camera, I know that there's a lot right now that you're going through the storm. The the waves are crashing. You're going to give hope, but you you have no hope. There's this discouragement in it. Some of you this year, you've lost loved ones. You've, You've gone through the tragedy of issues and problems in relationships. There's things that have happened with your business. You've... Some of you have hugged a pillow and prayed to die. And if I can just lead you to a place where you can hook in 
to the presence of God because when you look into his lovely eyes, when you stand in his presence, it centers you and hope begins to rise up on the inside. That's why the Bible says in Psalms, it says, find rest, oh my soul. Come on, sick heart, find rest in God because that's where my hope comes from. Not people, not the world. It's him. It comes from my relationship with him. Amen, everybody. Amen. Hey, everybody, I pray that you feel God's presence because that's one of the secrets. It's one of my go-to secrets for hope, and that is hooking into, latching into the presence of God. And so right where you're at, let me just pray for you. And Tatum's right here with me, and so we're, we're just going to agree. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for uh, that the person that is listening right now. I ask you, Lord, that you would infuse fresh hope in their hearts, that even though the storms are all around and there's difficulty and tragedy and uh, the questioning of the unknown, I thank you, Lord, that you are our source of hope. And so we latch on to your word. We thank you, God, that even in the midst of suffering, you're using that to develop something deep on the inside, to develop that character. God, I just pray, Lord, for every person that is listening today, that you would be with them, that you would give them fresh hope, new vision. Their hearts would begin to beat again. Their dreams would begin to become alive again. And we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, hey, everybody. We hope you have a great rest of your week. And uh, from Chris and Tatum, God bless you all. We love you guys. Have a great day. Bye.